0: Welcome to the Freedom Lifestyle podcast series, a series that is so much more than just a podcast series. This is a movement towards freedom in life and in work and about taking a lifestyle you know you deserve. I'm your host, Sam, and I have always admired working where you want, when you want, and how you want. Just like my guests, I've found my version of the freedom lifestyle and I'm sharing all the secrets for how you can too. The freedom lifestyle looks different for everyone. What's your free? Thanks for listening to episode 35. This one is going to be a solo episode. So it's just me here in this one, your host Sam, and I'm actually going to be releasing solo episodes weekly for the month of June. I have some really exciting interview episodes that are scheduled all this month that I will be recording and releasing in July. And since there's not many rules in podcasting, which is not surprising that I love it, I wanted to take this opportunity to play around with some different types of content and see what you think of those. So definitely keep the feedback coming. When I first launched the Freedom Lifestyle, like so many other creators that I've spoken to, I didn't think that I had any value that I could bring. There was all these different types of fears that I had around a show all about me, and what will people think, and what would I even say, and so, I chose to use the platform to highlight the stories of other amazing people because there are so many doing incredible work in the flexible workspace. And so, that's how I chose to use this platform. And now looking back on it, of course, those fears were silly, but it has taken almost two years now of me having this show and putting myself out there and having so many people reach out to me and ask to pick my brain or go for a coffee to ask how I'm making it work that I really realized that, okay, I do have value that I can bring to this show. And that got me really inspired to create this weekly series of solo episodes. So here it goes. This first one is all about morning rituals and daily routines that you can practice from anywhere. Now, why is this relevant to a freedom lifestyle? Well, when you have flexible work, it means that typically you're in complete control of your day and how you spend your time. If you've ever had an office job, you know that a lot of your routine is going to be dictated for you. When your alarms should go off in the morning, when you're going to be able to fit a workout in that day or that week, what time you're going to have lunch, and even how you're going to physically look for the day. I mean, I'm podcasting from home right now. I'm in multicolored leggings. I have no makeup on and I'm at work. When you work flexibly, these decisions you're making for yourself and some people are going to thrive with this freedom and they're going to create optimized routines. They're going to be so self-disciplined and they're going to love the challenge. Other people though, as they transition to getting to do whatever they want, might catch themselves binging Netflix in the middle of the day because technically you can. I have been there. And two years in, I now know that regardless of whether you've just left your nine-to-five or you've been working flexibly for years, being intentional about how you spend your time is something you're going to want to always be conscious of and tweaking. You're not paid for FaceTime in an office anymore. So there's a lot more motivation, in my opinion, to get your work done efficiently as possible so then you can go live your life however you want. It's summer in Toronto, it's patio season. If you get your work done by three, why not go enjoy happy hour in the sun? In this solo episode, I'm going to share what my transition has been like going from working in an office to working from home, to then working from anywhere. I'm also going to share tips that I've crowdsourced from the Freedom Lifestyle community. So even though I'm doing solo episodes this month, I still like to have others involved. So I've tapped into real freedom seekers who have contributed to this episode about what works for them and how they spend their days. I'll share with you my exact play-by-play morning and evening routines and how I try to create the perfect day every day. And then I'll wrap up with sharing with you something I'm still not great at that I want to improve because social accountability totally works on me. So definitely ask how I'm tracking on that goal next time we run into each other my transition. For me, when I first went free, I wasn't billing full-time freelance hours and having a podcast and having an e-commerce business and all the things that I'm having today. I was totally unemployed. If you're curious about how I found myself in this predicament, definitely check out episode 21 of this series where my boyfriend interviews me all about the super sketchy company that I tried to work for. This was July 2017, so almost two years ago now, and it was peak summertime, summer vibes in the city. And I knew I needed to find work, but there was only so many hours every day that I could pitch myself for opportunities, try to freelance, even though I would never freelanced before. So I had no idea how it worked. At this point, Freedom Lifestyle wasn't even on my radar. I was listening to podcasts, but I didn't think I wanted a podcast. And so I had a lot of free time. Needless to say, I used it working on my tan and working on my fitness. I sometimes did two workouts a day And I had this running joke with my girlfriends when they would compliment me, and I would say, yeah, I'm an unemployed yogi. I had also always been a night owl. So whenever I had my 9 to 5 life, I always resented the fact that I'm at home with all this energy in the evenings and all this brain power. And so I thought, hey, I'm going to now stay up late and sleep in because that's what my body works for best. So I did a lot of Netflix evenings, a lot of snoozing in the morning. And in between that, I tried to find freelance work. I applied for gigs online where I didn't know anybody, just blindly submitting my resume. And of course that didn't really get me anywhere. It wasn't until I ran into my old boss on my birthday actually, This was at the end of September, so two full months of being completely unemployed and having the freedom lifestyle with no routine, that my boss offered me my first gig. He wanted me to plan an event in Toronto for entrepreneurs who had graduated from Western University which is where I received my bachelor's degree and where I even worked for a few years after I graduated. Such a fun gig, was so pumped and grateful, but I had a month and a half to pull this off and I needed to hustle quick if I was going to do a good job and I really, really wanted to. I pulled it off. It was a great event. If you were there and listening to this, thank you for coming. And now two years or so later, I'm used to working from home. I have systems in place. I no longer allow myself to watch Netflix on quote-unquote weeknights, and I've got a routine established. However, in January of this year, all of this discipline I had been building, it went crashing down again. Because instead of working from home, where I had a desk, reliable internet, a Pilates studio down the street, a predictable bedtime... I was now going to be traveling for four months across Central and South America with my MacBook and I was going to transition to life as a digital nomad where I was working from anywhere. So I had to figure all this shit out over again and it honestly wasn't fun. It was pretty hard. Before I hop into what works for me, I want to share with you what other freedom seekers have shared with me. About a month ago, I posted in the Freedom Lifestyle Facebook group asking for our community to weigh in on how they are creating routines and rituals to optimize their freedom lifestyles. And I'd love to share some of the responses that I've received. My girl Nikki, who is a massage therapist here in Toronto, said that the moment her alarm goes off, she flips over in bed and she does 30 push-ups. She says it gets the blood flowing, wakes her up, and it pushes her from avoiding the snooze button she did this all over her recent southeast asia trip very impressive I don't know if I could do 30 straight push-ups let alone before I've had a morning coffee so go Nikki my friend Julia she's a freelance copywriter also based in Toronto says that she uses the calm meditation app every day Charlene who's in the group and also a meditation coach says that meditation is huge for her every day And it's something even when she was traveling in Costa Rica She would go to the beach every day and do a meditation Which sounds so lovely and really just helps you check in with yourself and Kind of create that space away from your thoughts before the craziness of the day comes in another member Tanya She is a design thinking consultant. She said that she has a cold shower every morning to wake her up and get her energized for the day. Kate, who's the author of The Happy Breakup, she's also been on my podcast, says that she follows the miracle morning routine, and that consists of six steps. You do meditation, affirmations, visualization, journaling, exercise, and reading. And actually another member in the group, Katie, who's a self-love coach, says that she also follows this process. Linda, who I met through the remote year program, she says that an at-home workout is her non-negotiable. Even if she's traveling and staying in a hostel or hotel, she'll find a space on the property and she'll do an at-home workout. Finally, the last big thing that came up was journaling. Kirsten, who is the host of the Hustle Her podcast, says that she checks in with herself every single morning by writing down, okay, how am I feeling today? And just putting that on pen and paper. All of these women I've mentioned, they're in our online Facebook group. If you're not part of, it's a free membership. We'd love to have you. You can find us by going to whatsyourfree.com. So what the hell do I do? Well, I aim to be very efficient because while I love working, I like getting that done quickly so I can live. And sometimes that means working on other projects that are just More exciting and creative and fun than the things I have to get done. And other times it means getting to go see friends or do something fun in the city or spend time with family. So my goals are to be efficient, but then I also really value being physically and mentally fit. Because my relationships are so important to me, I know that I need to invest in my personal development if I want to show up as the best person as I can be for these people. And I used to be, an, and still am, a pretty reactive person, and that's not my best look. So I make sure having self-care as part of my routine helps me chill the fuck out, to be honest, and allows me to show up as a person I need to be. And then the physical part, I just think the human body is so incredible and When Jared and I were traveling, we did a bunch of really big hikes. One of them was a five day hike, and I would not have been able to have these experiences that were so incredible and made me so proud of what I could handle if I hadn't been in shape the years leading up to that. So I try to create the perfect day every day, and here's what it looks like I sleep eight to eight and a half hours every night. My lights go off at midnight and my alarm goes off at 8 30 a.m. every morning, even on the weekends for the most part. My phone stays in airplane mode overnight, so I do not turn it on or see any of my notifications until I do a few things. Brush my teeth, I boil water for coffee, make some lemon water, feed my cat, and then I meditate. Meditation has been a struggle for me I am very competitive, so the most effective thing I've done is last year I found out that the app Headspace rewards you with premium content if you do it every day, so I got super into that and I ended up hitting 60 days in a row last year and was feeling really great. Lately I've kind of lost my stride with it, so I'm back into it and now I'm just setting a timer for 5 to 10 minutes every morning depending how I'm feeling. For me, the benefit of meditation has been, I just find that sometimes in a heated moment, I, rather than just saying exactly what's on my mind, I have this weird thing where time slows down and in my head, I actually say, like, how do you want to respond to this? It's so weird, but it, it has happened on multiple occasions where before I even do something or say something that I probably don't need to say, it's not even worth it. I've already decided in my head that I'm not going to do that. So that's been really cool and motivating. If you want to know what benefits you can get from that, that's what works for me. So after that, I pour my coffee, which I love. I do a quick Instagram, and email check. A lot of people say they don't do this until they start getting work done because it can be really distracting, but I just feel like I need to just quickly know what did I miss, give me the gist of it, and then I can avoid being on my phone until around lunchtime. I'm also in a long-distance relationship, and so most mornings I get to wake up to a lovely audio note for my boyfriend, which is a really great way to just pump me up for the day, feeling all the love and get me excited. And so I like to turn on my phone for that. The night before, I will have written down my three biggest tasks that are non-negotiable. I need to get these done today. And if I get those three things done, I'm free to do whatever other creative things that I'm being drawn to that day. So after this meditation, I will do two of those big tasks and I'll keep my phone in another room. And then around 11, 11.30, I'll have some breakfast. So I actually practice intermittent fasting, which means that I go around 14 to 15 hours without eating, usually overnight and into the day. So I'll stop eating around 8 p.m. And then I won't have anything until 11 or 12 the next day. If you're not familiar with intermittent fasting, definitely see if it's a fit for you. I've been doing it now for three years and I swear by it. It helps really optimize your digestion, but look into the energizing aspects of it. So because your body isn't spending the morning digesting your breakfast, I find you just have so much more energy and clarity to get these more difficult tasks done in the morning than have I when I used to just eat something really big because I had to rush into the office and that was just part of my routine. I don't do that anymore. I have the same breakfast every day. It's steel cut oatmeal oats, chia seeds, peanut butter, and blueberries. But when I'm traveling, going back to the things you can do anywhere, I'm vegan and it's hard enough to find vegan breakfast. So I'm not too hard on myself if I don't eat oatmeal. I just do what I can. It's often white bread. After this, I go to a lunchtime workout. That's my favorite time to do my workouts in the middle of the day. I do Pilates over the lunch hour when I'm here in Toronto. I'll listen to a podcast on the way there and on the way back. I think when you're a content creator or doing anything really creative, it's important to get inspiration from other creators. So I'm always listening to other people's podcasts and I've learned so much about, ooh, there's a cool sound effect that I could add there or that's a great question or even sponsors some inspiration of, hey, they're sponsoring that podcast, maybe I should. So definitely trying to find ways to follow other people that are on the same path as me and get some inspiration for them. So if you are a podcaster, hit me up. I'd love to check out your show. When I'm traveling, I can't do Pilates, so I'll go for a run or just do a yoga session in a park nearby. Afternoons is when I put all of my calls and meetings. I find people are always wanting to have a coffee meeting, but in the morning is when I'm so much more productive to get work done. So now I've been having all of these in-person meetings or calls in the afternoon By then my coffee's kicked in. I'm a lot more social and I can be more present because I'm not thinking about all the things I have to do that day. So I'll put those in the afternoon just by nature of the freelance work that I do. So I work with brands to help them grow their brand through strategic partnerships, which means that I have a lot of meetings either in person or while I'm traveling, I'll do Google Hangout calls. So mornings are focus work. Afternoons, the coffee kicks in and I batch my days that way. In the evenings when I'm in Toronto, I love attending events, workshops. I host workshops. I like to go to other people's workshops. I love self-learning. I love hanging out with my friends, my family, my boyfriend if he's visiting. So I'll, I'll do some social stuff there that's either like learning related or just about having fun. And then I'll do an hour or so of work before bed before giving myself an hour and a half of screen-free time. This is so key to helping me fall asleep. I've always suffered from insomnia and by just giving myself almost two hours of not looking at anything, it makes such a difference. I can pass out much quicker and what I do in those hour and a half, because people are like, what are you even doing if you're not on your phone? I play with my cat. I set the goals for the next day. I read and I journal. Another question I get asked a lot about is, okay, I know I'm supposed to be journaling, but what do I write down? What am I supposed to journal about? Are there some key questions? So I'll share with you what I write down in my journal every night. First thing is five things I'm grateful for. I recently listened to the Brené Brown Netflix special and she said, experiencing joy is by being grateful for these moments and being happy for these moments and recognizing them. So that is really important to me. It can be anything from, I'm so grateful it was sunny today to I'm so grateful that this freelance client paid me on time. I'm so grateful to get a nice text from my grandma, whatever it could be, small or big. Then I write down something I could have done better at. I think it's important to just acknowledge You know, where is there room for opportunity every night? And that could be anything from, okay, I was reactive when I was on the phone, or I probably didn't need to eat that dessert. I write down something I've learned that day. Again, going back to that culture of always learning. And then I wrap up with what's my commitment for tomorrow. So what is a non-negotiable that I promise I'm not going to do tomorrow? It could be anything from I'm not going to have a glass of alcohol, I am definitely do my workout, I'm going to do this task that I've been putting off. You just make a commitment. And that's it. I turn off my lights around midnight and I do it all again, over and over again the next day, whether I'm traveling, whether I'm working for my grandparents' house in Northern Ontario, whether I'm downtown Toronto, whether I'm working from the cottage, working from Medellin, Colombia. I tried to have the perfect day every day by creating these systems no matter where I am. Now I really use the word perfect a lot and I'm so far from perfect. So something that I really want to get better at is I need to be better at focused work. I am someone who always has 10 tabs open on my computer. And if I see an interesting link on social media, I'm just down that rabbit hole and I'm clicking on the next thing and I'm clicking on the next thing or, and sometimes it's really related. Like maybe I'll find an article about the future of podcasting, or maybe it's my Facebook group where I'm responding to messages. It's productive work, but at the same time, it just makes getting my key work done that I have to get done that day takes so much longer than it needs to. So if I can just focus on this one task, this one thing, I can get it done a lot quicker than when I'm multitasking, even though I can. And even though it's natural to multitask. So now I'm trying to have a separate browser with just the tabs open for the things I'm working on. So I can't see anything else. Phone in the other room. And of course, I've turned a lot of the notifications off on my phone, which has been pretty huge. So that's me. This is how I spend my time. I'm always tweaking it. I'm always checking in. I'm sure 2020 will be a whole different routine or maybe just Some keeping the sum of the same and getting rid of some of the things that didn't work but always improving on this because your time is so valuable when you work flexibly I'd love to hear what you have to say about this I think I can learn so much from freedom seekers and other people in this community so if you're not part of our facebook group definitely join us What's whatsyourfree.com if you have a friend that's making this transition or could use a little nudge in the right direction please share this episode with them i really want to reach more freedom seekers and grow my audience this year so thank you so much until next time enjoy your freedom